0: Pyramed and Proven Investments Limited. My name is Keisha
1: Hill and welcome to Impact in Jamaica. Today, we speak with Dr. Garth Ratchery. He is a general medical practitioner in Jamaica. On a National Heroes Day, October 17, 2022, he will be conferred with an order of distinction in the rank of commando for his contribution to medicine, public education and voluntary service. Dr. Ratri, thank you for joining us on Impact in Jamaica.
2: Hi, good afternoon.
1: All right, so briefly tell us who is Garth Ratri? Where are you from? Which parish? Where did you grow up?
2: Well, when I was um, born in poor surroundings in um, Greenwich, people call it Greenwich farm, Greenwich town. Um, but we didn't know that we were poor. We had, we had no idea because my father always quipped that he was the richest poor man around. He used to work after hours to make sure we had most of the things that we would need. So we just didn't know, we didn't feel the poverty. Although sometimes we couldn't afford different things including gifts at Christmas time. So we grew up with very, you know, our, our whole environment was such that my father was very helpful to people. My mother was a teacher. She's still alive, she's retired now. So we found that you, you have to help people if you can and when you can. So I grew up that way. Then I went to St. George's College, best school in Jamaica, <laughs> secondary <laughs> school. I and mean, the U.A., West in this, um, not science, into the medical school. And like I said before, our, our life is such that we don't, we don't see riches and stuff as being very important. We look at people, don't, I don't want to know um, what you are, I want to know who you are. If I meet somebody, I'm not impressed by anything else but that because of the way we grew up um, in very, very modest, modest circumstances. That, that's why I am. I want to be a doctor since I was about well, probably six. Because yes I, have, yes, I have something in my office that I actually put together a little plastic replica of a man that comes like a jigsaw puzzle. Yeah, <laughs> my father yeah. recalled I bought it. In Park, when I was six years old, I, I opted instead of toys. I wanted that. Mm-hmm. So I'm here now, um, over forty years in in the medical field. So that's basically who I am. I have a wife. We, have, we didn't have any children. God must know why. That's how life is. Mm-hmm. And we're we're doing okay. We're surviving. That means so. That, that, that's basically who I am.
1: All right. So you mentioned that you have a jigsaw replica of a man, and you wanted to be a doctor from your six years old. Why right. did you make that decision
2: at such an early age? It's it's more like a feeling you wanted to do it. I must say more though. We had a a grand aunt, a grand cousin um cousin Fay who used to have these fainting spells, and I always thought to myself, I wish I could help people like her when I got older. In fact, I wrote my scholarship essay on her. You know, I want to help people to get better, so that I'd only sort of galvanised my my my. My wish to be a physician, but I always felt I'd be a physician. I must say I also like I would have been a teacher, I think, but I really like being, being being a you know a doctor a medical doctor
1: okay, so you have mentioned the fact that your father was always working hard and both of your parents were always giving back to the society yes. and is this where you got your philanthropic uh, innate spirit from? Because uh, prior to, to this um, interview, we have spoken and you've said that, you know, you do a lot of voluntary service. Not so that yeah. you want to go into in-depth of what you have done, but is this right. why you started?
2: Yes. Um, yes, because, you know, you, you can imagine, my father used to work with KSAC and he used to work after hours to make ends meet and he would still, help people in the community. I mean, there are people coming to our gates for help, all of us. And also my mother was a teacher and she used to have free after school, um, what they call extra, extra lessons extra for lessons. children.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Right, teach volleyball and um, well, spirit dancing and so on for free because that's the way we grew up seeing our parents give back to society. So that, that's probably where it came from. So if I can, when I can, I will help. So I wouldn't, I'm not rich to just give away money, but I will certainly help. I wish I could help more. But, you know, sometimes in society you have constraints and people have got a certain path. It's difficult to help. But you're right in that I grew up, grew up seeing this. And therefore, that's probably why I feel the need to give back to society. Yes.
1: All right. So you started medical practice 40 years ago. That's 1981, right?
2: Yes, that's correct. Yes.
1: (laughs) How important is it for you to contribute? We're going to look now at the medical fraternity in Jamaica. That's a really long time. That's four decades.
2: Yes. Well, you know, if I have to give talks to graduating doctors or young physicians, I, I break up our, as a doctor, our duty in three parts. One is to actually educate our patients because people, and you think that medicine is way above their head and that way to understand, but you can make things simple Of to keep it honest. They need to understand their problems. The next thing is to manage their risks. So, you know, everything is a risk. You know, nobody can say, I would never get a heart attack because you never know, but you can reduce the risk. And if something does happen, then you intervene. Intervene is the last thing you do if you really have to. So I have always lived my, my medical career educating patients as much as I'll draw things and explain things. I go to great lengths to let people understand their particular problem because unless you get them to cooperate and we're now saying adhere we should say patient to comply comply is just blind just blind obedience that doesn't mean anything when somebody adheres to what you say I means they are in it too they agreed to partake unless they understand what they're going through they won't adhere so that's very important because i find that most of the ncds give trouble because people just just don't adhere most important to have it, not NCDs, you know, it's people not taking their medication or are changing the, 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 um, their lifestyle. So it's true. So I've spent most of my medical career. That's my sort of my, my base to try to educate patients. And of course, I have um, also contributed by joining certain organizations and but I've kind of getting old now. So I've I've stepped back, but I've done, <laughs> I've done <laughs> my bit. Why,
1: why did you laugh at like that old old joke,
2: um, Dr. Rachel? Because I think it is in the mind, but I am actually feeling old in the mind too. So physically and mentally. You find yourself receding. It's like, you know what? I have done that, been there, done that. So, but I have done my part in the medical, um in the medical different associations, different ones. So that plus, of course, um, I have patients, it's probably not what they ask me, but I uh, patients who I'll see. Many doctors do it, you know, just because they can't afford to see anybody. And you don't see them, it's the entire families. My, my list of NC, no charge, is very long. I'm not the only one. People come to you and you realize they have a problem and going to a clinic can be very difficult. And you will see them in between the clinic doctors or for the clinic doctors and you just don't charge. And there's a lot of them I have on, on, you know, on my list in my office. So that's so how I contribute towards medicine. Plus, of course, you you must, know, you must know that I also write for the newspapers and I have dedicated quite a few of my columns to medical issues. And also, I will willingly go on different uh, interviews and TV and radio and so on and social media when needed because I think people need to be educated about medicine. It's not, it's not above their heads and it's not like some mystery and some magical thing. Because not the no, it's, actually it's not, you know, if people can understand it, even the, the language might seem formidable, but the words put together and they all have meanings and they have origins in Greek or Latin, and you, you can actually break it down for people. So this is what I have dedicated my, my medical career to, explain to people, getting them to understand. And if you get them on your side, then you can um, you can get them better or improved.
0: And now a word from our sponsors. Grace has been part of some special moments over the years, helping to make them well more memorable, even when they're a little bit unexpected. And with 100 years of great taste behind us, you can be sure we'll be making even more moments for a hundred years to come. Grace, taste that moves you. Man, power, habit,
2: living, living, doing.
0: see what we do John John, I know you're in there I know when to come back I know Pinky this time, Keisha.
2: Keisha, just like me tell Pinky Give JPS your number and then we'll send your text with them things here So you can't stop, knock my door What you mean? DM or call JPS and tell them to you add your phone number to your account And you will know everything all the time
0: You're not for Send your current contact information and always be in the know. Visit jpsgo.com for more info. Welcome back to our podcast.
1: Right, so during your four decades of service, you definitely have been doing quite a bit of voluntary service. And as you just mentioned, uh, what's your list called?
2: My, my list?
1: Your CA list, the ones that you see without charging them?
2: Oh, NC, no charge. No N. charge.
1: Yes, you, just you have yeah. a very no long charge. list.
2: Of, yes, it's Islam. Islam. Of no
1: charge. Uh, yeah. So now we understand why you are now being recognized with a national award for your contribution. And what you've just told me is substantive, and I'm sure you've left some out.
2: Oh yes, but,
1: <laughs> <to> medicine, <laughs> public education, and voluntary service. No. Let's start with how do you feel about being recognized with uh, order of distinction? And this is the rank of commander.
2: Well, I'll briefly tell you that the morning of um, August 6th, somebody sent me a WhatsApp telling me, Congrats, a university professor of medicine. And I gave him a shaggy. I said, It wasn't me, because I said, It's impossible. I really didn't think so. And he sent me a clipping. So I went and bought one. I said, But it must be a mistake wasn't you. <laughs> no, I said, yeah, it couldn't be. So I called somebody who works at GIS and she found out, it is true. And I was, you know, I was floored. I was like, how come it's not possible? Because I never, ever thought in my entire lifetime, I would ever, I, I wasn't thinking of it. I wasn't working towards it. I, it was never part of my whole plan. It's like, you know, okay, that's not didn't matter because I figured, not me. So I was first, I was, I was thinking it was a joke and I thought it was a mistake. And re- right now, I'm very, I'm, I'm very grateful and honored that my country should, it's a next level thing, you know, should honor me. But I'm, I must say that I'm happy for people around me, I, my family, I'm happy for them, and my colleagues, because I share it with all of them, you know, always my name, a lot of us go through this. So I share it with my colleagues. This is what medicine is about. So I share it with my near colleagues and the ones that are young coming up. So it's not just from my personal honor. But it's for everybody that I, I, I know and, and I'm associated with.
1: Right. And as you just mentioned, you've joined list of persons who thought it was a joke. Oh, I, yes. I, 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 <laughs> I'm still so trying to understand when somebody comes to say you've, been, you've um, been conferred with a national award, why persons think it is a joke?
2: Because those who say so like myself, you didn't expect it. You weren't. Trying to get it, obviously you don't do, I don't know what's done, but I know somebody has to recommend you and then it goes to work and approach it, and they check you out. So you weren't working for something, you weren't expecting it. It's like, okay, it's for others. So I figured, no, it must be a prank. And then I figured, okay, then it's a mistake. So I want to make sure. In fact, I called the OPM and I said to them, is this thing genuine? Actually, call it OPM. And I said, yes, because I said it was a mistake. But like I said before, I'm very grateful and honored but for the happiness sort of emotions for people around me who are very happy about it
1: all right so your advice now to fellow medical practitioners and persons that you know remember at the start of the conversation you said giving back is extremely important in whatever way that you can how would you continue to encourage persons to do so hey you might get a national award. You may be recognized otherwise. <laughs> what is your advice to them?
2: Well, award or no award. Like, like I said before, there's not something that people should work towards, an award. You shouldn't think as a goal to get an award. Just t- do it from your heart. Remember that if you can help, if you have the ability to help others, if you go into into a certain community and you see where things are needed to be done. And if you can do it, because I say sometimes you know you get you can't do, it, do things, then do it. Help a community, help individuals, help families, help anybody you can help. You know, I'm not saying, again, you have to be rich or powerful, just do what you can do. Even a, a kind word to somebody. So start somewhere, do something positive for our country because it starts from the family to the, to the society and to the wider society. So do something that you can do to help your, your society and your community and your society. Just do something. Some, You know, I mean, don't stand back and just get washed along with you know, with everybody else. Try to make a difference, a positive difference. Something that you can say, well, you know, somebody can say, you know, this person made a positive difference in their lives and the life of the country. Countrymen, that's what people should aspire towards. But don't think about an award or some reward or anything. Just do it out out of your heart. That's that's my message to people.
1: All right. So, Doctor Garth Rattray, forty years of service to the medical profession in Jamaica. He has been contributing not only to medicine, but to public education and voluntary service. And as he said, in whatever way you can, give back to your fellow man, your fellow Jamaicans. Dr. Ratchi, thank you so much for joining us on Impact in Jamaica and congratulations again on being conferred with an order of
0: distinction in the rank of
2: commando. Thanks, ma'am, you're very welcome. Thank you very much.
0: Impact in Jamaica is powered by the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation, Manpower and Maintenance Services Limited, the Jamaica Public Service Company, Red Stripe, Caramed, and Proven Investments Limited. If you or anyone you know is involved with projects and activities that excite, motivate, and encourage send us an email to impactingjamaica at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Do join us again for another in the series on Google Podcast, Audible, Spotify, Podcast Addict, and Stitcher. You can also visit us at impactingjamaica.com.